Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm here with uh, Dr. Stan Fowler. My name is Bob McGregor, lead pastor at uh, Grandview Church. Stan, of course, is a professor emeritus in theology from Heritage. And we're being joined today by a member of our staff, uh, Jacob Elliott, who is our worship director. Because, Stan, uh, we're going to talk about what everyone's talking about right now in ministry. Uh, You've, in this moment of our recording, we've just finished a streaming service. You've come from your home to our six-foot studio to uh, reflect on that whole experience. And we've done this five or six times now. And this is probably a good time just to reflect on what are we doing and how are we doing it. So let's have a conversation about this. Oh, I think it's a great conversation to be had uh, with with both you guys and with many other people. Um, I mean, at my stage in life, as a professor emeritus, retired from my (coughs) full-time teaching role, um, my, my work and office life is in my home anyway. So for me, it's not all that different, although I had to finish off um, a course I'd been teaching on campus online. But for you guys involved in vocational ministry right now and in in these strange times in the pandemic, I mean, it's really different. So I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, what you're experiencing. Like, for example, Bob, for you, how, how is it preaching to all of us when we're not here? Uh, you're preaching. I mean, I just heard you this morning. Uh, Jacob, what's what's it like, you know, leading us in musical worship when, in fact, we're not all here and, and you don't hear us? Mm-hmm. What, what do you guys experience? Uh, when, when we first met, uh, because of that reason, I asked, and, and I think the rules were different back then. We could have 50 people or under. So I said to some of our elders, could you just show up and so that I'm not preaching to the empty wall? Uh, So we had a few people in here, and I found that difficult because I couldn't imagine anything different. I was looking at real people, five people in an auditorium that seats 600, and that felt unreal. But when they weren't there, in my mind anyway, I looked at the camera, and I imagined what I need to imagine, and I just put my head into that space, and I felt more comfortable with an empty auditorium than with a handful of people. That's fascinating. I, I want to say that um, my, my experience on the other end of it, uh, sitting in my family room at home, uh, casting you from my iPad to the TV, is that you, I think you, you've really adapted well to it and you, you seem to be engaging, um, feel like there's a, there's a clear connection there. Um, I mean, maybe even more than sitting at a significant distance in a in a 600 seat worship center so kudos to you i think you've you've adapted well to it none of us hopes it goes on in perpetuity mm-hmm. but but i think you've adapted well so jacob how about you what's i mean what's it like um thinking of all of us out there and trying to 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 lead us in offering worship especially musical worship mm-hmm. yeah it's different uh, for sure. I think a, it was a few weeks ago in our streamed service, uh, we made comment to that. It actually might have been our Good Friday service. We just made comment about how weird it is and how um, looking at empty pews is just an odd thing. Um, I think a big emphasis that we often put here at Grandview on our people is that, yes, our worship is to God, 
but there's a significance to corporate worship and hearing truth sung to one another and singing truth to one another. And so there's obviously a huge piece of our corporate worship that we're missing in that. I'm not able to hear people singing truth to me and, and, uh, and people aren't able to hear truth being sung to one another, at least to the extent that they would on a Sunday morning. Um, and so, yeah, in that sense, it's, it's really tough. Um, but I think there's also some amazing things that we could be learning right now about worship uh, as we're in isolation. And a verse that kind of came to mind even just earlier this week as I was thinking about the odd situation, looking into the pews and seeing everything empty and, and all the things that were kind of missing. In Second Corinthians 4.18 where it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I, I don't think this verse specifically is talking exactly to what do you do in a pandemic situation in the corporate gathering. But I think there's truth to that in that um, there is eternal stuff happening. That whenever we are worshiping, we don't just have to be dependent on what we can see in, in our life, uh, in the church building, in our homes, uh, but that there's more to it than that. There is an eternal battle going on. There's an, et- an eternal glory that is, uh, that is happening. Um, Christ is receiving praise even in our homes. And so I'm just encouraged by that. And I think that our, our churches, uh, Grandview and, and churches at large, uh, can just be encouraged in that um, that God is still being praised um, and th- and we still have a mandate to praise him um, even though we aren't gathered in a in a specific room together so those are some of my thoughts how I'm kind of coping with things and how I'm able to lead people uh, even though I'm not seeing them so yeah now what are, what are you guys hearing um, from from people in the church generally um, about their experience of the the live stream we get a feed on Facebook, and people who want to say something, they'll they'll pipe up with comments. And it's all, people are very kind right now. I mean, we're all in this together, and they know we're doing our best, and so we get a lot of encouragement. Um, nobody has said, I'm leaving, I'm going to go to another church and watch their stream. I'm not aware of that. Um, but so far, by the grace of God, I think this is... Uh, doing what needs to be done in our gathering. Uh, even our giving, we found a lot of people have um, utilized online giving. We may never go back to the old way of giving. That's, that's kind of an unexpected blessing to all of this. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, I, I, I think I told you, Bob, a while back, I, I really appreciated it when the, uh, when the church got set up to receive the uh, e-transfers. And, and that's uh, so now I got to uh, worship God by giving, by uh, clicking on the CIBC e-transfers and uh, transferring transferring the money. Two or three it, clicks here. and it's done. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, let's face it. Um, it's one of the benefits of the technology we have available to us. If this were 1918 and the Spanish flu, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd be in a lot harder spot. Now, I, I tell you, Jacob, the, I find the, the, the live stream Sunday morning experience is probably strangest for me when it comes to singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my wife and I sing, 
at home, but it's only the two of us. And it's, it's really different from being with the company of God's people and hearing those other people yeah. singing as well. And, of course, I have to hear myself, which, which is not the greatest thrill in the world, <laughs> um, given what, unfortunately, a whole lot of people know about my uh, tone deafness or something approaching it. But, but we join in, and, and we sense that, um, you know, we're together with others in, a, in an unusual way. Mm-hmm. And that's encouraging to hear uh, that, you know, even someone like yourself who music maybe isn't the primary or the, the easiest thing for you to engage with, uh, that you're able to, you're able to kind of get on your horse and say, you know what, this isn't about me. It's about giving glory to God, and he is worthy of our praise, uh, regardless of how in tune or out of tune we are. It's easier for me to engage in it than it is for other people to experience it. Sure. But, uh, I mean, I still remember the time in church when I was singing enthusiastically, and the little boy on the pew in front of me stood up and put his fingers in his ears. So, I, you know, I'm, I've been in therapy for decades <laughs> for that one. But, but I think you know, <laughs> a book that I was reading... Um, I, I've just read the first couple chapters. I'm kind of jumping in, into a whole bunch of different books, um, even books of the Bible that I'm reading right now. But anyway, um, there's Diedrich Bonhoeffer's book, um, Life Together, and he's talking about yes. community. And, uh, and I can't quote him. I don't have the book in front of me. But basically, paraphrasing, he made this comment that suggested that isolation uh, – because of our sinful state, is the normal. Uh, and what I mean by normal is that that's what we deserve. We deserve isolation because of our sinful state. And so the oddness that someone might be feeling in their home, um, not being connected in, in Grandview's walls or whatever the case might be, um, that feeling that you're having in some ways is what we deserve. Uh, but it's only by the grace of God that we're able to come together corporately to worship him um, in community. And so that experience that we feel corporately, um, I hope that whenever we come back together, that it's a greater celebration because we're able to experience um, that community and not take it for granted, but realize that our community in and of itself, our our corporate gatherings of worship are a gift of grace from the Lord. Amen. We really look forward to that. I want to I say that I appreciated the fact that we, we did the best we could and we celebrated the Lord's Supper in our wow. Good Friday live stream. I, I, never thought I'd, I never thought I'd see that. No, I mean, it, it obviously is... Um, Some churches it's aren't exceptional. doing it. Some and I understand. I, I understand. I've read there's been, been a bit of an online debate I, I understand why different churches would make a, a different decision on that point. But but we are bound to one another in Christ. We possess the same spirit, whether we happen to be in the same room or not. And in our case, we you know we didn't go down the road of saying, do your own thing. You led us, Bob. Um, the two of you did in, um, in, in the Lord's Supper. And I... I sensed the connection. Yeah, we did too. And Jacob and I thought it would be good for the people to see us together. We were maybe a little closer than six feet, but we just thought, man, we can't. I can't do this by myself with online 
uh, worshipers. I want people to see two people in relationship. So we had a little nonsense going on just, just to surface that Jacob and I are fond of each other. We're in good relationship. And then we enter into um, the, the service, which not only was it online, but it came out of a, a muffin. And I'm not sure what a theologian like yourself would think of that, but we felt that the early uh, Lord's Supper emerged out of a natural meal, not a wafer and a little cup. And so right. we wanted to get that feeling that uh, whenever you break bread and whatever bread you break, Jesus wants to be remembered in that. So we thought this would be a good time to uh, surface that idea. Great. I, we're running out of time here, uh, alas. But, I mean, one of the questions we will all face is how, how will our ministries perhaps change going forward? Once, once we're beyond the lockdown, once, Amen. once, once we're beyond that. Um, I hear a lot of people right now, Stan, saying, oh, I can't wait to get back to the way things were. I can't wait for things to go back to normal. And which was pretty good. Which was good. Yes. Um, but I, and in some ways, I, I resonate with that. Uh, but in some ways, I think to myself, you know, what a wasted opportunity that we would that we would go through an experience like this and then wish ourselves back to the way it was before this, as opposed to learning from this and moving forward, or at least evaluating kind of what uh, what we've been through and allowing the Spirit to move us into the next thing. Yeah, um, if there's a new form that we need to take, a crisis like this is what moves people into a form. It justifies yeah. a form, and we don't want to waste a good crisis, as right. someone once said. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're Stan, we're out of time. Uh, it happens so quickly. Yeah, you maybe know? we should extend these uh, talks to beyond 15 minutes. But for now, that's what we've agreed to. So uh, we're going to just have to say goodbye and invite you back next time where we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about whether we can explain the coronavirus and how do we rightly think about about God in relation to the coronavirus that and other things. Okay, yes. God bless you. Bob McGregor from Grandview Church. Stan Fowler. And Jacob. And Jacob Elliott and with me. us I'm, today. I'm here. I, okay, God bless cameo. you. We'll see you next podcast. Bye-bye.